1: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
0: Hey, I'm Molly Carmel, an eating disorder and addiction therapist and your coaching guide. On my show, What You're Craving, we get to the real root of your problems when it comes to food, weight, dieting, and beyond honest conversations with a crew of my favorite experts and friends we'll expand our minds we'll learn we'll laugh we'll even heal get ready to break open and break through i've got your back big time and together we'll figure out what you're really craving tune in every wednesday for a new episode anywhere you listen to podcasts i've got visions in my head people tell me that I tell them exactly I've got reasons for my absence people tell me tell them I'm not like hi guys welcome back to the I love you so much podcast I hope you guys are having the best week ever I am in studio in Dallas if you guys missed last week's episode go listen it was a really great episode if I do say so myself But I am now in a studio in Dallas. So, and all of our intros and outros are going to be included in the YouTube video. So, if you guys want to watch us on YouTube, we have a channel for clips and we have a channel for the entire episode. So, if you guys want to listen, you can listen to it on podcast. If you want to watch, you can watch it on YouTube. I mean, we've got you covered. We're on TikTok. We're on Instagram. You know, check it out, guys. Anyways, I need to talk about this drink. I have been having it and this is not a revolutionary drink by any means. It's what everyone gets, but... I normally just drink cold brew. Like I will drink a, you know what actually was a really scary thing about me? This was a very terrifying phase of my life. I used to drink two nitro cold brews a day. Starbucks doesn't let you order a nitro in any size larger than a grande, which essentially is a medium. So I would have to get two of those a day and I would just drink them straight and I would still take a nap. That was horrifying. Anyways, I do have a new Starbucks drink that I have been liking recently. It's the iced brown sugar oat milk shaken espresso. The one thing I will say is, my God, does it have to be so long? It's embarrassing every time I order it. I feel like I'm the person with like the most confusing Starbucks drink, but it's quite literally what they named it themselves. So like, I'm not taking any blame for that, but I do think that they should have shortened the name for every purpose, honestly, for all intents and purposes. I mean, who wants to say seven words when you order the drink? I guess I'm going to keep doing it, but still kind of annoying. Anyways, I'm really lucky to drink. I am feeling pretty motivated since I have recently started, like I've talked about this in every episode, but my early morning workouts, there is just something about having a good early morning routine. I actually just read the Miracle Morning Routine and I am... Definitely going to start that. I just didn't want to be unrealistic and start it before I went on vacation. So once I get back, I will be doing that and I'll be updating you guys probably on my YouTube channel. If you guys know anything about the Miracle Morning Routine, it's, you know, maybe I'll do an entire episode on morning routines because that is something that really drastically changes my life and it just, you know, makes everything better. Another thing that I did was when I turned 24, I made I don't want the word vision board as much. What does Lauren Bossick say? An action board, execution board? I'm not really quite sure, but I did make boards for every aspect of my life. So I did like my personal life, my work life, the oh kind the brand that Jess and I are starting. Um, I'm going to do one just like podcast specific too. And I got all of that out and I made these vision boards. And even though this has all been in my head and things that I've known and even been on lists of things that I want to do and accomplish and things that I want to like set my mind towards more, Something about it being on a vision board and being able to see it visually, obviously, that, you know, that's gonna be like one of those stupid TikTok audios, whatever. Anyways, has really changed the game. I find that I am making steps every day towards what I want to do rather than it just being in my head and like working kind of like a hamster on a ham in a hamster wheel, you know, when you're just like kind of all over the place. I feel like I'm being more intentional with every aspect of my life. And I really like that. So if you guys haven't done an updated like vision board, execution board, whatever you want to call it for your life. Recently, you should do one. Tag me if you do it. I want to see them. But... Like morning routines, vision boards, things like that, I feel like are so obvious and really common and, you know, talked about all the time. But when you really update it, I'm telling you guys, it's like a it's like a little life makeover, if you will. I told you guys in last week's intro that I would talk a little bit more about the Okind in this week's episode. Um, I don't know how much I've really talked about on the podcast. I feel like we're kind of all over the place, but my friend Jess and I from college, we are starting the Okind brand. We're starting on TikTok and we're going to take you guys th- through the entire process. We are going to be coming out with product and we just have a huge vision for it. We're meeting with a lot of different people, potential partners, like investors, things like that. So it's very exciting. We're taking it very seriously. My team is involved. Everyone is involved. It's going to be a very big thing, but we are taking you guys through the entire journey. Whereas, you know, normally I would be like, oh, we're just working on something and then launch it whenever we have maybe product to sell. But to me, it's bigger than just product to sell. So I did want to take you guys through the entire journey. I remember when I was younger, always wishing that brands would document the experience and be really transparent. And that's something I really want to do for you guys. And just in general, I think it's cool to document it. Something that I will never take for granted is I am surrounded by so many incredible, successful women and men that I have been in rooms with that I don't feel deserving of. But I think, you know, things like a podcast or my career have allowed me to. And that's another thing. That's another reason why I'm so passionate about the podcast is getting people on and having these conversations that I would normally be having anyways, but on obviously like a platform that you guys can listen to. So with that being said, as I am learning, I want to be as helpful and add as much value to you guys as I can. Obviously I don't know much, but I think that maybe I'll, maybe i will even learn more because I actually know nothing. Anyways, you guys can find us on TikTok, on Instagram. Um, we've got a lot of things coming up in the next few weeks that we're working on and we're definitely going to be documenting a ton, especially come September. So be sure to check that out. This is not one of those things where it's like all talk and then nothing. Like we're actually taking you along for the journey and it's going to be really cool. So I'm very excited for that. Guys, incredible news. I just realized Scout's new book, The Emotional Entrepreneur is actually out this week. So that is very exciting. I love Scout and Maddie to death. They are some of my greatest friends that I've made through podcasting and I love them. I I actually feel like they're like my sisters and I will support anything they do for the rest of their lives. Anyways, with that being said, Scout um, just released a book called The Emotional Entrepreneur. I actually am in it for like a second. So it's like pretty exciting, but it's really cool. She actually gave it to me the day that we recorded this podcast. And I hit it from the camera, which now that I wish I would have just known it would have been on the camera. Anyways, it's beautiful. The branding is amazing. The book is incredible. I'm obsessed with her. I'm obsessed with the book. It's also beautiful for like, even once you read it to like put it on a coffee table because the branding is obviously superb. So I will have the link down below for you guys to check out the emotional entrepreneur. Anyways, we did a little pod swap. So I'm on OK Sis, and we're talking there, and then we're also talking on my podcast. This is all over the place. It's a friend catch up. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Guess where I went yesterday? Where? I went back to Tom's. Uh, I saw you and TK. I saw. Yes, and it was my third time going. I frequent the place. It was, I think, though, the funniest time that I've been there. How, what was your what experience? Was, what like? does he say? What does he
1: say? Head down. down. Yes. Smile. I'm smile down. big. Okay. Down. So wait, I need your opinion because I saw that photo of you and TK, uh-huh. and I'm having a launch party, and I actually inquired to bring Tom out. Oh, that would be it's, amazing. It's pretty fucking pricey. Yeah, because he's, uh, a, really, he's a superstar. It's $2,500. Is that worth it? He goes it? to
0: revolve parties. He goes like, to the
1: Playboy Mansion. He goes to
0: Coachella.
1: Honestly, I thought that we were going to get kidnapped at one point because <laughs> it's, uh,
0: it's a different vibe back there, no. but he is. It's a different he's vibe. He's a mensch. He's a mensch. <laughs> he has a vision and oh. you stick to Tom's vision. He's the creative director. We tried to do soft. So I don't smile with my teeth. So, yeah, and that's why like, I didn't like them. I started soft smiling and he says, no, 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 smile big, smile big, teeth, teeth. And I was like, fuck off. These are going to be a wash. Oh, they are. He bent
1: me over, man. Oh, he he bent
0: you over. He does. (laughs) And I really didn't tell TK that much going into it. Oh, she's ever done it? No. Oh, So I told her, I was like, they're a little bit pushy. Like, they tell you what to do, right? Meaning they being Tom. Yeah, they... And I honestly, I'm glad I didn't really go too into detail with her before because sure. I really wanted her to get the full experience and we're sitting there and we're Crying. like tears are coming down our face. Same. <laughs> at one point, guys, I have to find it. I'll show it to you. I don't have it on my phone right now. He took a rose and we literally were just looking down at the rose and it's like, I think a tear of mine dripped into the rose. You can't stop laughing. If you oh guys don't God. know what we're talking about, by the way, Tom's one hour one hour photo lab it's in Koreatown, made famous by Casey Musgraves. It's our pot art. You know how people hug trees? I was hugging a column <laughs> the entire time. Me too.
1: No, literally me too. Yeah. It was like me making love to the column. It's <laughs> 80s prom photos. Like oh. that's what it looks or like. Or just like, or like. No, it's 90s glamour shots at the mall. Or yeah, it's
0: elementary school, school day pictures. Yes. Like it's all of the above. It's all of, like it's somehow. But like if it. we
1: had a B'nai Mitzvah. That, that is would the be photo. the photo. But you know what we need him to do is uh,
0: develop an Instagram filter with whatever oh, filter yeah. he puts on. Because oh, he doesn't edit them. Like idea. something is on that camera and it has a filter and you just look like a glowy princess. Like you're wearing just like a, a sheen over you your face. Tom needs presets? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We actually. Right? Wait, yeah. Can,
1: we, can the three of us get royalties? For yeah. Taz, yeah. if you're listening to this. <laughs>
0: Can I was like, Maddie came up with oh, that. I'm no. like, yeah, I'm in on this. Yeah. <laughs> I agreed. In the container, we created this idea in together. Yes. It was a collaboration. It was an idea yes. collaboration. So it was successful. Yeah, it was a great time. I mean, honestly, I like, I preferred my original photos yeah. that I, the last time. I can't believe you've done it alone. I no, for- I didn't. I did it with my old roommate. Oh, okay. And did we- you do it alone ever?
1: I want to go I alone with my dog, so. Luna.
0: Oh, for sure. It's oh, honestly- She'll be psycho though. I think from now on though, when people come to LA and they ask what they should do with their friends or if I ever take my Texas friends to LA, I'm going there. Toms. Like it really it is, is a must activity. Hit, yeah. And it's only, it's pretty cheap. It's totally $35 a backdrop. Like that's like really inexpensive for- Yeah, we paid for- $75
1: mm-hmm. and got like 75 photos. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs>
0: actually really good. That's why I was surprised. I feel like 2500 for a thing is not that bad though. When you're talking about people it in LA, is, but then you know, actually the having to pay twenty five hundred dollars sucks. But yeah. I would expect him to be more expensive for Playboy. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe for like bigger yeah. corporations, he does stuff. But yeah. yeah, he is. I think
1: it was like a two hour thing. That, he that that is. Much, oh really? He is. I considered. For a, a while. Famous. Like, We iconic. saw
0: him at the... What we party s- was it? Faciles. Faseal's. The Skin. The, the Skin. The, yeah, the, yeah, the editorial the, site, which is right. really good. They launched at San Francisco State Bungalows, and he was there, and it was just like... What what more can he ask for? And we the went to him, like, Remember, Tom's. of
1: course, he fucking doesn't remember us. We, we went to him once, like yeah. seven how months many, before how many, that. like white girls have been to I've Tom's? Been he like, told me
0: yesterday that I look like Casey Musgraves. I am so blonde. Like, <laughs> listen, while I Tom am tells so, that to everybody, no, every single person. While well, I'm so honored, right? Uh, yeah. Because I love Casey. And you know, maybe when I had like dark, longer hair, and that would be the only reason we don't look anything alike at all yeah sorry no, yeah no but no. I, I was like I get that a lot thanks Tom yeah <laughs> I'm just like, I'll fucking take it my problem is that I live by myself and I don't ever ask my friends at home to take photos of me so I don't ever I, it's just honestly not top of mind it's not that yeah. I don't feel like I can I just there's I just don't I don't know that's why I have that's why when I'm here all my friends are like okay photo 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 because it's just easy you yeah
1: know? yeah I hear I that. that you want to go to Nobu Malibu tonight no okay no because no She'll forget her credit card or something.
0: <laughs> That's, actually, That's my actually my little such... to me. I was at the bar with my sister a few weeks ago, and it's like late, right? And she goes out to the bar. She's like, oh, Ken's, do you want a shot? And I said, Yeah, thank you, Maddie. And she she orders like four for like other people. And she goes, Okay, can I have your card? Oh, for sure. <laughs> it was like- oh, I do that every yeah.
1: time. Discount. Yeah. So we yeah. we went out because it was Matt's birthday last weekend and we went and we got fish tacos and my dad was coming with us, but he was like way behind. And so I'm ordering and Madd goes, her all of her friends, none of us brought our cards. <laughs> and I'm the only one with a card. And I'm like, Okay, yeah, I'll treat all seven no, treat. of you. No, treat. We taco. were going to Venmo you, no, but then you she's against okay. Venmo. No, you haven't Venmoed me back because Talz and I spent $300 on alcohol and no one has Venmoed us back yet. Why are you well, against
0: Venmo? What? First of all, you need to no, ask them. I'm not them, against Venmo. Yeah, you are. You told me not to Venmo you because it oh, ruins because you your budget. Don't. No, because you do no? And you don't. You just don't. I will. Why don't you Venmo request? I Venmo request everyone. Yeah. You gotta request. I actually appreciate when someone requests. It's easier for me to hit the button. I yeah. hear. I agree with that. I agree. Because you know, you're like, oh, Ben will be this. I'm like, just fucking yeah, request it. Okay.
1: Um, I need your friend's numbers. I'm gonna. I'm gonna okay, ben you could request. do that. It was my birthday, so I don't think see, I need to do pay see, for do the drink. you
0: see what's happening? To so you. Maddie just opts out. So it's all yeah. I yeah, get yeah, that. Yeah. See, there's always something. It just ends you know. up being me. Yeah. You know what my favorite thing about Maddie right now? Mm. Oh. It's the fact that she is watching Grey's Anatomy as if this show was created <laughs> yesterday, and <laughs> yes. she's storying as if as if she's watching it in real time. She's like, yes. okay, guys, he's going <laughs> to okay. die
1: this episode. Is everybody ready for this tonight? And I'm like, no one is watching no one. this with you at this moment. Literally, one
0: of our friends, she DMed me. She was like, I'm dying because you are literally 15 years late. It's like me crying. Okay. But so late. I do want, I, I want to hear your take on this. Is it a spoiler alert if the show has aired over 15 years ago? No, I don't think that it is. Right? Like, I don't feel I'm that sorry. Way. If you didn't watch Grey's Anatomy... I do not need to put spoiler alert on it. I said, I mean, Derek dies. And I post that on my story. And this girl was like, spoiler much. I'm like, excuse me. Also, though, just in pop culture, I feel like you just know that he dies. Yeah, like, even if I, you haven't I, seen I knew it, and I, I don't didn't even know who I that is. Watch is it. that McDreamy?
1: Yeah, yes. So I, I didn't even know who McDreamy is. I just know that there's a guy
0: named McDreamy who died. I grew up watching Graves with my mom, and McDreamy was the biggest deal. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I mean, what show did we grow up with? Lizzie McGuire. You know what else? I grew up with <laughs> Sex in the City. Makes a lot of sense, right? I was it five does. years old watching this. My parents. Oh wow! No censoring. I think Not I've seen three yeah,
1: episodes of Sex in the City. Oh wow! We grew up watching Third Rock from the Sun. And Frasier. What the fuck is third rock? Yeah, from you were too young. Sign. Dad and I watched it in bed
0: every single night. Fraser. Frasier, we did watch. That was weird. It was very weird. I don't know about you guys, but have you ever run into CVS to grab one item and you leave with quite literally like half the store. Maybe you just needed allergy pills, but then suddenly you want ice cream, you grab some toothpaste, and then suddenly you have like candy. You know, I mean, it happens to everyone, right? Well, now you can indulge and get rewarded. CVS now accepts super easy touch-free payments with PayPal and Venmo, and you get $10 cash back on your first in-store QR code payment of $20 or more. I use PayPal all the time, whether it's how I'm getting paid for my job, sending money to friends. Um, if I buy like vintage things online, a lot of the time it's PayPal. And And I love it. I've been using PayPal probably since I was 15 and I just turned 24. So that's been quite some time. Using PayPal and CVS is so easy and convenient. And it's even cooler now that you're basically getting paid to use it, right? So when I pay at CVS using a QR code, it's just a few taps in the app and I'm done. I don't have to deal with all that annoying change, pulling out my card, bringing my bag in or even just grabbing my wallet out of my bag. It's always a mess, okay? And it works with a cashier or at self-checkout. Plus, I get $10 cash back the first time I make a purchase of $20 or more. It's almost like getting everything half off. I've used PayPal for years for online purchases, but I love how I can use it in stores and know that I'm getting the same security. So to get $10 cash back on your first transaction of $20 or more, just head to your local CVS and pay using your PayPal or Venmo app. That's $10 cash back on your first purchase of $20 or more with PayPal or Venmo app. To see terms and learn more about how to earn $10 cash back, go to paypal.com slash I love you. Again, that is paypal.com slash I love you. All right, guys, let's get back to the episode. Okay, guys, well, I want to talk about routines. What are now are your routines? Because last time we did a pod swap, I actually, I guess it was the first time. That was this the was, first time we met you. I know, isn't that crazy? It was so I was wearing, cons- I
1: was put on concealer for you. And as we're coming up, Mads is like, you didn't fucking rub your concealer. <laughs>
0: And yeah, just so encouraging. You know, you guys really remind me of me and my sister. But yeah. it's weird. We because, get that a lot, I feel yeah, like. <laughs> I <resist laughs> see it, yeah, I it. But I'm like in between you two. Yeah. I don't like fully. I can see that. You know, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what are your current routines? Like, what have you switched up recently? I'm asking this because I honestly am out of control. Oh. Like, I need to get my life back together. I already before even leaving for LA, I booked all my workout classes for like when I get back to Dallas at like, the following week because that is how serious I am about like I need to get it together. I understand I was locked in my house for a year, but like at what point does that stop being my excuse? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. So this is actually a really good time to ask me this because I recently just got this like surge of motivation to switch up my routine and get like very regimented about it. And it, in areas of my life that I was procrastinating in, So for instance, with money, I've been doing the Lacey Phillips to be magnetic, unblocking money thing. And it's like a manifestation course for, for basically understanding like your relationship to money. And that's a very scary thing for me because I have a very complicated relationship with it is what I discovered. But I joined this program called the Financial Gym and it's, Have you heard of it? I've worked with them. I love them. Love them. So, they literally, with no shame, no judgment, they come to you. You give them all your expenses. They give you, you know, you go through everything with them and they put together a budget for you with your goals and what you want to do. And I, for once in my life, feel like I am in control of my money and I feel like I have this new sense of like mindfulness with it. So, in that regard, like my routine right now has been very much like, okay, I am going to go to the grocery store and get all my groceries so that I can meal prep for the rest of the week, which I think some that's something I was really lagging on. And
1: that's where most of my money yeah. was being spent. Mm-hmm. I was
0: wondering how you kept up with that food habit. So yeah, it was not good. So look, I still have to, you know, it's been like week two, but I feel this like sense of, you know, that's how motivation. I I it. Right. You have this sense of just like awareness and motivation. So I'm really excited to get that going. Another thing is I used to wake up very, very early. Both of us did. But with the pandemic, it's like you can kind of work out wherever during the middle of the day. So Like I didn't have that routine of like my mornings, whereas last week was so amazing because I am starting to go back into classes. So I would wake up again at like five in the morning or I used to a long time ago. And I love it. I know everyone gets scared of that number, but there is something about waking up when no one else is awake and not even just your partner, but like no one on the internet, no one is bothering you. And it's just this silence. So I've been waking up and then I do morning pages, which actually we haven't talked about on OKSYS yet, but I do morning pages uh, because I was doing the five minute journal, but then I don't know something about not having prompts just makes it feel more connected to me because it's very personalized. I'm like brain dumping everything. So I do that. And then do you do like a time frame or do you do three pages? So I only do one page because I also write very small. And so I just do it until I just feel, you know, like I got it all out. And and then now I'm reading Atomic Habits, which you love and is changing my life. So I'm back into that routine of like reading more consistently every morning because I'm just not a night reader. I I can't do it. Everyone else does. I can't do it. It's like, I'm a morning reader and I lost that a little bit with quarantine. So I don't know, just waking up a little earlier and having that slow ease, I think really, really has helped like set the intention for the day. And then I work out like right then because I'm going to a class, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it demarks it. Whereas when I was working at home, it's like, it's like just like flowing into all other activities, you know? That's how I felt too. I'm going back to classes as well. Yeah. And I'm just by myself all day, every day because I work for myself from home. It's really isolating. So I love getting out early in the morning and that's kind of like social, even if I'm not talking to anyone, just being around people. But I love waking up really early because I really have so much time, even more time to myself. You know, and I I feel on
1: top of it. I was thinking today as I was driving up to LA, I was wondering what your schedule looks like for work. So like for me, I have a team call at 10 every single day and I usually have calls until three or four, whether it's from my agency or like every now and then a podcast thing. But for you, like, do you have calls? Do you have a team meeting with your team? Like, or is it
0: kind of a lackadaisical time frame? I'm pretty structured. I don't have like team calls all the time. I mean, I have calls pretty much every day. It just depends. I mean, it's whatever's on my Google calendar, honestly, and scheduled out for me. But do you have
1: like, for example, I won't take a call before 10 a.m.
0: Yes, and I try to keep them on the same day. Like, I do try to time block and stuff like that, but I've gotten a lot more chill- through covid and also i'm like oh i'm 23 not 40 but i do need <laughs> to like find a nice in between so i'm trying to get things like that back together but honestly i really need to hire someone like i need someone day-to-day who works for me in dallas but i need them to like a gen z genius and i just haven't found it as of like as of you know you asked me and i was like i know one gen z in um, the world anyway oh. Oh. our cousin nikki oh <laughs> She was one. Um, actually, two. Thank you. I'm Gen Z. But, Are you um, really? Yeah, and Maddie's basically Gen Z. No, Maddie's I'm 20. a millennial. Kenzie, Maddie is
1: 27 years old. Okay. <laughs> so that's, we need to stop thinking that Maddie is 23. Because <laughs> I was a millennial. I don't yeah. think so. Which is probably I mean,
0: the chugiest thing I could have ever said. Tw- I
1: think I think a 25 year old is a millennial. So- what you know what to me
0: you're a gen z i think it's because i i get gen z you so really much. do but she's that, a,
1: she's, you have a lot of millennial qualities about you like you're a glossier why, whore like I'm, that's very millennial
0: Fair. Yes. Yeah. whatever happened to the wing guys i saw on their screen they're like hey West hollywood like we're open for you like where are you <laughs> I didn't wait, say no. that, But think like they were just like just so you guys know we're open like it wasn't like a big thing and i was like wait do so they have it to a new ceo what did they do? Yeah, well, they had... I think they, she stepped down, right? I well, she, step down, well, she, she stepped down, but did they replace? Or is she coming back? No, no, she's not coming back. They shaved down ever. Like, they only had, like, 10 employees last year because they had to close yeah. everything down. And then with BLM, everything that happened with Audrey Gellman, But So that's why I was so confused. They just opened it again, and it's the same spot, that beautiful spot on Sunset. And I was so or on Santa Monica and I was just so confused I'm like did you guys have this the whole time like how are you paying rent like I'm very confused but uh yeah it's back
1: I think I'm gonna get a membership just because I realized as I was driving back up to LA today that now quarantine's over like I'm coming to LA a lot more frequently and you need a space I need a space because everyone's working from home out of my mom's house and I think I need I think I need that space who
0: else do you really follow closely like in the business world Oh my god, I have so many. Yeah, I want to talk about this. Okay. Oh my god, Mads doesn't follow that many people in the business. So, world, I feel like I feel well, like you do, do you, in tech. I follow basically like all women tech CEOs and
1: like direct to consumer brands. I guess mine are more like business content women. Oh,
0: so they're not like so, they don't run a bi- They don't run a company. They but do they- run a
1: company, but they're also like a very personal branded business. Yeah. So, for example, she she kind of got canceled. Rachel Hollis is an example. Marie Forleo is an example. Ed Mylett. I love Ed Mylett. Tim Grover. I love Tim Grover. David Meltzer. Okay. They're really masculine. I follow really masculine business I do too. People. And
0: I realized recently it's because it reminds me of my dad. Like my mm. dad is oh. very much so like that. My dad literally is like Ed Mylett minus the like, you know, the private jet and like the incredible. The, the money basically. Father. But he's very- And the money basically. I mean, he like does well, but <gasps> no, he's know, not Ed Mylett, yeah, right. But he's very like- He loves Ed Milet, but it's because they are so similar. Like when I listen to Ed Milet, it feels like I'm having a conversation with my dad. Like that's how my dad is. He's definitely like more laid back and he's definitely not flashy in that way. But he there's a lot of things that are similar. Who
1: do you think? Because when I think about the personal brand
0: business, forward facing
1: women and men like the Marie Forleo's, et cetera, they are, you know, more 40 to 50 year olds. And those are the people I I look to because they they obviously more experienced than me and I can learn a lot more from them. But I'm so interested to see who from our generation is going to rise into that space, to be honest, like what I really would love to see is I know she's about beauty and all that stuff. I would love to see Lauren Everett's do way more business stuff because she's incredible. And I'm trying to think of someone our age that does, or Rachel Rogers is incredible. She wrote "We Should All Be Millionaires." Mm-hmm. She's I just absolute, bought that because
0: I saw it in your story. It, I sent it it to it my was Kindle. going to
1: change your, change life? your whole life. Okay, okay. Rachel Rogers is absolutely incredible. Um, Tori Washington is someone. She's our age. She's like an abundance mindset coach. Mm-hmm. She's incredible. She's on her way up, up, up in the next few years, I believe. But I'm really it's interesting interested because when see, you said
0: the forty to fifty rate, like to me, I do not. See any of those people? I see like millennial women who are running companies and then basically have to be mm-hmm. their own personal brand. We talked about this, like Ali Kriegsman and uh, Sophia Moroso, and obviously Emily Weiss and Tyler Haney. Yeah, and, I guess
1: Sophia Moroso is the, the
0: closest I would say. Like those are the people I look at, especially while I'm building Camber. Like I want to become also a leader in the space that I'm in and be. A resource to people, but I think it's also expected of every woman who is running a company we right now.
1: Who know about this on our podcast? Puno. But I think there's there's two different types. One is the public facing female founder, like Ty Haney. Tyler Haney, yes, from Outdoor Voices, or or someone like that. That's more quote unquote. I'm going to use this very very loosely. More of like an influencer founder, where you just know a lot about her. And then there's a difference between the Marie Forleo's of the world who who personally go out there to more provide courses and education and masterminds and podcasts while running their business. So right. I prefer to be the latter in my pursuit. I see you more in the former. Yeah. Yeah. Like Emily Weiss is Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Dream. Even Melanie just like Massarin, even me. Diana Cohen. I mean, like everyone we've interviewed on OK says yeah, i I, yeah, yeah. I want to be that type of success where they they feel like leaders in this space. But yeah, they're not doing masterminds and they're not like giving away like
1: courses, right? Yeah, like Jessica Zweig, who's a client of mine, like she's she's what I aspire to be in that sense.
0: Yeah. I feel like I'm more Maddie. Yeah. But I could be more that's what I mean. I feel like I'm a little bit in between. But something that I've noticed that is that's like I think coming up now is the founders of Great Jones, who we've had on the podcast. Apparently they had a very big falling out. They <gasps> were best friends. No. They had a really big falling out. And so one, of, one of the critiques from their employees was that they were trying so hard to be Emily Weiss, to be Whitney Wolfert. Like they were doing well, it okay. for the wrong reasons in that way, which I, f- I fear that sometimes I could get into basically one of them I forget which one of the founders like had their wedding in vogue and had you know just like social yeah it's like certain levels that like I think Emily Weiss would be at and Whitney so
1: so here's here's how I distinguish it very very clearly because I'm stepping I run you know with Agency I have four employees now pretty much and so I hired somebody to run more of the day-to-day operations because once you get to a point, which you'll get there one day with Camber, where as the CEO and the founder, whatever you do in your day has to only be done by you and it has to push revenue forward. So if being in vogue on your wedding isn't pushing revenue forward, that's probably just living in fame. I'm not talking specifically about the Green Jones mm-hmm. girls. I don't know their story, but just an example. Whereas everything I do is like going on a podcast is advertising my services and our courses, creating the course that we just created for Scouts Agency. The only person that can do the videos is me because I'm the face. And so there's a difference between putting your face to build revenue streams and to do advertising or networking, et cetera, and putting your face on it to be famous.
0: Right. But I think, I think a spread and vogue for your wedding is great PR for the brand. Like they, I think so too. And look how big Great Jones was. Like they, they were taking over the whole millennial I think so too. kitchen
1: space. I think so too. And I think it's, it's probably, I don't know. I'm not talking about them specifically yeah. because I don't know, know the story, but I communicate it very clearly to my team that when I'm off doing podcast interviews, when I'm off doing a photo shoot, when I'm off working on my Instagram, it's to directly bring revenue right. and exposure back to the brand. So everything that I do and put my face in front of is is supposed to increase the bottom line of Scouts Agency. Right. So I'm always very mindful of that.
0: All right, guys, we are going to take a quick break to talk about Conair. Now, this is a pretty big deal to me. Honestly, I remember even in middle school, we would, my best friends and I would walk to like CVS and Walgreens and Target and all those places and get these Conair hair tools. And that was like the biggest deal. It was so cool. So I have been a fan of Conair pretty much my entire life, ever since I've been able to start doing my hair. I love Conair. So I'm very excited about this. Today, we are going to be talking about the Conair Double Ceramic Triple Barrel Waver. Now listen, we all want the perfect waves. It is summer. It's such an easy, beautiful look on your hair, and it looks like you didn't try that hard, which I love, but your hair looks incredible. The Conair Double Ceramic Triple Barrel Waver makes it easy to get effortless, deep waves. The triple barrel ensures continuous, uniform waves, while double ceramic technology delivers even heat for fast styling and long-lasting results. It's single voltage, auto-off ensures safety, which is you know very, very good and very important for me. I'm very forgetful. They have turbo heat for those difficult to style spots. They have 30 heat settings for every hair type. There's instant heat for quicker styling with less weighting. The double ceramic with a higher ceramic content delivers even heat, fast styling, and long-lasting waves. The triple barrel creates deep, continuous waves. So to order, go to conno.com and search waiver. All right, guys, let's get back to the episode. Well, what's so interesting too, two things. So there's someone who I really love and respect that I'm close with who runs a massive, massive brand. She's not very front facing. She's just not kind of coming to become a little more front facing. And she didn't really want to do that. She had a really hard time with it. And so she didn't for a long time. Then over time, it's kind of made that decision. So it's interesting now that there's a pressure on that. The second thing being that Dallas is a city, I'm going to butcher the statistic, but someone who owns something in Dallas is telling me it's like third or was third as far as like female entrepreneurs in whatever. Like it's very high up there. But I never knew that. Because, and it makes sense. There's a lot of money. And there's a lot of, like it, it makes sense as to why that would happen, but they're not front facing. So that's why I was like, what are you talking about? I had no idea. And they listed off so many people who lived there. And I was like, oh, that's actually such a good point. But they're just, and I, I don't know. I want to say like behind because it really is just what you decide to do. I don't think it's for everyone. And it does- on the other hand, suck if you don't want to be front-facing and you well, feel that pressure. pressure.
1: Look at Bala. You don't know the founder. The Natalie and Max, husband and wife too, they're my client. Like they rarely do anything. Like they're available for interviews and mm-hmm. stuff, but you don't really know the public-facing founder of Bala and they're wildly successful.
0: Every single thing that I buy is either a friend of mine or someone that I follow. Like yeah. every single thing. Like Lindsay Carter, yes. said active. She said the reason I grew so much is because I was always showing the process, showing the behind the scenes Mm -hmm. on my personal Mm -hmm. Instagram. I was growing it that way and asking people and talking to people about what they wanted to see and actually listening to the consumer. And that is how she found success. Like she was in it and people know her as the founder. It's just interesting. I have a question for Kenzie. So Mads
1: mentioned that like these brands are going viral on TikTok. And I am wondering what your long-term opinion is about this because as someone who comes from the content creation space, you understand that you know, people look at a follower number, but really it's about the depth of your community, right? And so with this virality of TikTok, of people becoming famous overnight, I understand the um, benefits of integrating a TikTok strategy for your business because the potential is there, the eyeballs are there, et cetera. But in the long run, are we actually creating dedicated communities that are ride or die with you? Because if you think about this podcast, like if your podcast went viral overnight, in a year and a half, two years, would it still have those same people? Because in the content creation space, people get attached to you after they have watched you for six months.
0: So you look at someone like Tinks, who has I, I just killed it on TikTok and mm-hmm. really created a community. And I think she's an outlier. Mm-hmm. I think with TikTok, and just as time goes on, the younger generation obviously there's more and more eyes watching social media. So as time goes on, like TikTok, yeah, exactly. So I think it's about converting to other platforms. One, I think that's the number one thing. And I do think there's going to be just naturally because it's inflated, there's more people. There's going to be a lot more people who drop off. And I do think there's a danger to going viral on any certain thing because you can get millions and millions of views. Like you look at Alex from Target from what, seven years ago, like someone who blew up overnight and then is just gone. Like that's something I'm like, I've never, I've had videos go viral, but like I've never gone viral. Right. So I'm actually grateful for that now because I have such a loyal, mm-hmm. diehard, engaged audience. But if I went viral, I don't know if I would have that necessarily. I do think, I think it's going to be harder for people. I think
1: TikTok recognized that people are chasing numbers and that on Instagram, it's so hard to grow on Instagram. It's it ridiculous. Takes a while, but ten thousand followers on Instagram, like you have so much more influence, impact, community, et cetera, than 10,000 followers on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And so what TikTok did was just said people just like seeing numbers because it makes them feel good. So they passed out it basically for free, like barely little effort. And they just gave it out to so, they said everyone wants their 15 minute fame and this app will give it to you. And I just don't know if long-term, of course, there's people like tanks, like corporate Natalie, just me, Rod that really came to the surface and totally killed it. Like kind of like the vine generation Mm -hmm. almost, but I just, so I, I just like, there's, it's like
0: a currency, you know, it's not the same. But I will say that, that the community is so much more engaged on TikTok from what I can see. So for instance, with Camber, we went viral once and it was like, it was insane. People were saying to us, please let me know when this comes out. I need this right now. They were following us on Instagram, making sure to sign up for our newsletter. Like the reach was just, we would have never really been able to get that type of yeah, like influencer surge, if it was on Instagram for sure. Yeah. And so we've actually stopped, stopped posting on TikTok because like the app is not ready yet. And we kept posting, and then when it went viral, people were like, "What the fuck? Where's the app?" Like you keep going viral, but there's no product. So it's like a really tricky thing. we were trying to grow community, but now people were getting mad at us that like the app wasn't available. So we stopped. And interesting I don't enough, keep going. so and that's the thing. It's like you could go viral once and go crazy viral, and it's and and that, but. TikTok, I think, allows you to go consistently viral. If you're posting about the same things that you were, like, for instance, with me and the book, the romance yeah, novels. You're like Any pigeonholed. time I post about, because TikTok knows. All right, that one that did hash, hashtag romance novel went viral. Okay, the next time Maddie does that, let's push it in Do front of more Instagram
1: people. you think Instagram will increase the way we find people now because yeah they've got I to figure that out it Honestly, is so hard discover. to grow and the so only hard. way to
0: go, that's the other thing is that i think i am never again not going to hop on a platform really quickly because i learned with tiktok i should have done that way sooner that is a really big regret yeah but clubhouse you did it like clubhouse was and a fucking clubhouse fail house now like you know <laughs> so, so you're, you're like what do you do you yeah know? yeah it's one of those things though where It's a totally different demo than mine. And I definitely want to focus more on Gen Z. I am Gen Z, but I want to focus more on Gen Z. So I do think it's a really important tool to use. I agree with you. The currency is different. I think not everyone builds communities, but it's really good for brands. Mm -hmm. Really good for brands. And I mean, if you're like Tinks or I mean, even, I don't know, other people who are on the app who are really raw and just talk to the camera. I've noticed that creates a lot of community, but you have to be really consistent and it has to be like five times a day. So consistent. The founders of Herd, which is this new like social, positive social media app, they went crazy, crazy viral on TikTok every single thing they post goes viral. It was wild. And they got, you know, maybe 30,000 followers on Instagram just because of their TikTok. Mm -hmm. Like did nothing on Instagram. And we actually have been friends with them just because we're in like a founder group with them. And, you know, I watch their TikToks. They're just speaking to the camera. They're just two founders. They like, they show sometimes the UI of the app and they show what they're about, but they'll just say a stat about social media and just talk and just And it's like completely
1: vulnerable and raw. And I'm just like, Can you, like, you're supposed to give me a TikTok strategy on my life? Like, you said, like, a
0: TikTok strategy on my life. Yeah,
1: because I need a TikTok strategy because I am someone who is not the girl who's going to go on and do the trends and do the yeah. dancing. No, no, I try, no, no, you don't need to do that. I fail and it's
0: cringeworthy. I, I will tell you later, I have a good idea for you. I feel like you business people kill it on there. Yeah, you need to need say You something. need to say, you need to say like, it needs to be like, say a really surprising stat or something big that you that you are passionate about. Oh yeah,
1: like only in 2016 or 2018, I don't know the exact date, only 3% of Female owned businesses hit the seven figure mark. There.
0: there say you go. that and, and then I'm like and then determined talk about to up that Yeah. That there we go. Stat. There you go. That's a TikTok. <gasps> there you go. And that'll go viral. I look, look at your TikTok. You need like a little, like, like a little like hook them in. Just say like a really weird fact or a really weird thing in the beginning, and then you hook them and then just like start talking about how that impacts you and what you're doing to change it. Done. TikTok. There you go. Uh we need like a content strategy. I Got hired it.
1: Maddie to create a strategy for me. Maybe I can hire both of you. Kenzie's yeah. more expensive than you are, I think. Yeah. You just That's do it true. and then ask her a question and yeah. you just ask her me. a question. Just kidding.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll get looped in. There we oh, go. Yeah. 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 Okay. Last thing I want to talk about, we don't have that much longer, but I do want to talk about kind of imposter syndrome, but also at the same time, like the duality of both and I know Maddie and I really have struggled with honestly, pretty much the same thing of being really. The idea of being both and instead of you have to be either or, I literally have gone through therapy about this because I'm like, one side of me, for instance, one side of me is very like, when I joke about how I'm 23 and not 40, it's like, oh, I'm in bed, I'm reading at 8 p.m., I'm up at 5 a.m., blah, blah, the other side of me is like, I'm young, I'm whatever, like... I'm into learning and leadership and growth, but I also am like fun and like I'm on like a totally different spectrum of whatever that is. So can you just speak about that? Because that's honestly, it's hard, I think, especially in your 20s when you're really trying to figure out who you are. And it almost feels like two sides of you contradict, but Mm -hmm. they don't. Yeah. But it feels like it. Yes, I, yes. So I also have been to therapy for this yes. exact reason.
1: Wait, I, I just need some clarification. Is this duality and personality and yeah. lifestyles or is this, what is impo- how does imposter syndrome come in? The, they're two separate things. Okay, I just <laughs> kind of oh, sorry, together that's together for time. Was, sorry. <laughs> okay, I was confused. Yeah.
0: But the imposter syndrome can get into the way because True. you are so pragmatic and business oriented on one end. And then when you want to be fun and love pop culture, you're like, wait, how can I be both? Yes. Am I an imposter in my business world life because I'm, you know, drinking on the weekends. Exactly. You know, Maddie said that See, better than I did. This yeah. is
1: actually kind of we how okay says this keeps me up at night a little bit.
0: What? A little bit. What do you
1: mean? I get worried. Like a client's always like, oh, I'm going to go listen to your podcast. I'm like, no.
0: It's funny because no. actually, so Scout, I don't think deals with this, but her funny and silly side only comes out on the podcast she is not like this in any other realm in her life which gives me an identity me. crisis which is so crazy and it's like the biggest thing that she's known for but she's like wait what the fuck I want to be like a spiritual guru on in Instagram I'm like well we're talking about buttholes so yeah. <laughs> you know like get, get in and like uncircumcised penises yeah, like, yeah. sorry Ken <laughs> Um, Anyways, but this, so this phenomenon, which I feel like we need to have a word for, I guess duality is a good word for it, but growing up, I was always very theatrical. I was very dramatic and loud, obviously I have a really big personality. And to me, I didn't see people in a business format or a professional format that could have those personality traits. So, and I was always really good at school. I was very studious. And so I kind of had this identity crisis where I was like, wait, how can I be, studious and intellectual, but then silly and talk about uncircumcised penis is like, why do they have to be separate? I never understood that in my mind. So I grappled a lot with that because I think society tells you that you need to be someone in a certain setting in school and work, and then you have, you can be somewhere else. And I, I don't know. And that's kind of why I'm so happy I'm creating camber and that, you know, scout has always inspired me to do this. Like we can redefine what work and what professional environments look like, right? Like we can define those. And so for me, when I'm building Camber, like I'm gonna bring my whole self to it. And that's why I love OKSIS. And actually I, I struggled a lot in the beginning with OKSIS because I was like, this is not work because I'm so silly. And because I am my full self, I was like, this can't possibly be something that generates revenue or that is, can be taken seriously as a business until I actually realized the impact we have in the community. And I was like, oh, right, this is a business. Like this is people that we're gathering for a common cause. So what I learned about in therapy was that I was always suppressing one of the sides to let the other shine. And then I would shame myself when I was on one side and then shame myself as on the other. So I was never like fully happy. But what, I
1: to see professional Mads. It's so fucking boring.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, I, yeah, I'm not myself. She's like corporate. Yeah. Mads is Mads is like it's corporate. weird. Corporate, right? So the thing is, what I've learned more, and I, and I'm still learning this, is to integrate the two. And honestly, to me, that looks like taking the podcast seriously as a business because it's like it was so on the spectrum of the silly side that now it's like, okay, let's get it in the middle of like, okay, now mm-hmm. this is a business and trading, trading, it seriously. And then on the other side is like entrepreneurship with Canberra. It's like, that is a serious business, but I'm bringing a little more playfulness and it's going to be me and my co-founder running it. And it's like, we're, defi- we're designing it. So I think it's just trying to integrate the two rather than shaming one. One is better than the other, which is not true. Your full whole self is that like you are that person. So don't fucking try to change it. Just try to integrate both of them into a place that you feel safe and that you feel like is impactful. Something I've learned is that there's multiple sides to me. Like I'm not just like a one dimensional Mm -hmm. person and that's also okay. Like I can like different things. I feel like for myself, I was almost looking at maybe even how I needed to be as very black and white. It was like either yes or no, or I had to be all of this or nothing, but I'm like, I, in a way, I almost had to learn to live in the gray, but the gray for me meant like, oh, there's different sides of me and that's okay. Right. For whatever I thought, I had this really weird, twisted, like, concept of self. I also think putting myself on the internet since I was 16 and yeah. being the that, face of that my entire yeah. thing has really kind of, like, messed me up a little bit of also just changing and evolving. I think I talk about this all the time. It's like, you can change your mind. You can change who you want to be. You can change literally every single thing about yourself, but because I said something six months ago on the internet about how I wanted, let's say I like my favorite color is pink. Now my favorite color is blue, like something stupid like that. It's like, even to the smallest minor things, I almost felt like it wasn't like, it would kind of like trip me out because I value being authentic so much. So as I'm changing, I'm still like very open about that, but it was hard because there's like record of me just being different. And that's like so normal. That's anyone, like anyone in life. But we just don't have it all on video. Exactly. (laughs) And so that I think on top of it was really difficult for me. But as far as like now, I I really try to think like, oh, I can be both. Like I can still be fun and young and like go out with my friends and whatever, but also still love like the leadership side and like be a little more serious. And like, I really do think very deeply. And I feel like for some reason, I just thought those like contradicted each other. Yeah. It's just weird. The only time I've ever
1: suffered with this actually, I don't even know how honest I've been with Maddie about this is OK Sis, because OK Sis is really a scout when she's with Maddie. A lot of it is not just me. Like one, it's a co-branded thing, but Mads really takes the lead on the energy levels and the branding. You know, there's always one that's more dominant than the other, let's say. And, and that's Mads. And so I have struggled with The thing I'm known for on the Internet is a side of me that my friends I don't even think would identify me with, like Mm -hmm. that people that have known me forever wouldn't identify. me. You know, if if it was just me, I'm a lot more serious. I'm a lot more moody. I'm a lot more like, I don't know, want to talk about poetry, like pretentious shit, whatever but I've become known for sitting with my sister and talking about where I've had sex publicly and yeah, the butthole that. chakra and <laughs> vagina sweat. You know what I mean? And that in that duality, I've been like, the whole world knows me as someone that I actually don't identify with as the majority of my personality. But I also think that- But it's because, pushed me. It's but, pushed me but a I, lot.
0: But I think like those things that are standing out to you right now are amplified because we do talk a I know. lot about mental health, a I lot know. about spirituality. See, we have, I always go to the have, things that yeah. I'm like,
1: that are out of my we comfort have li- zone. We have literally
0: every entrepreneur on that we admire and we're speaking business with them and talking like- so And I've asked people and they're
1: like, no, no, no. Because I what this, what this is is an insecurity that right. my personality gets swallowed by mads and that who I am doesn't necessarily shine through. But everybody I talk to is like, no, you and Mads are very different, and it is very apparent. And it's, it's not very, very apparent. It's not that it's not that you know like one's better than the other. It's just like an identity loss a little bit, and so it is. It is a kind of an interesting trip to be co branded on the internet because it is okay. So this is very much who we are together, As, but yeah. I think a, a lot of it is also just more Mads being completely Mads, which is incredible to right. watch. Right.
0: I would say though that. I think you're. It's an insecurity because it's an insecurity. that side, yeah. that side, like you just don't show it to a lot of people. Yeah, and I think and that's that, what I'm noticing. And, and no, but I, but I honestly, I don't think it it's it coming off as much as you are yeah, thinking it is right now too. like people think you're the soft-spoken yes. serious I mental think health anything one. it actually <laughs> amplifies the other side of you yeah. more because it's so different yeah it trips you out your identity on the internet oh, it, tri- for sure. it trips you out but for then sure. I also I'm like no one's really thinking about that like I'm like yeah. I'm making it a big deal in my head totally totally you know, I'm like whatever like I either am not affected by it at all or I like way overthink it I don't know. There's I go back and forth
1: between the two. And you
0: know what it really is with me when it comes down to it, like my sense of humor and who I am. Like I don't know why I have this value girl accent. I'm from Texas, right? And like a (laughs) lot of like my humor, I'm actually really low maintenance. Like I'm not this high maintenance person. I'm very easy. Again, I'm from Texas. Like I'm very easy. Actually, going. My humor, a lot of it is like, I think Morgan Stewart's like the funniest person in the world. Like I identify more in that way. But then on the other end, I can also be really chill and calm and like I don't need it, all of that stuff. So I think that my humor and the way I talk and come off as like I'm maybe like, more stuck up or whatever it might be. And I'm actually really not that right. way. You're very low maintenance. You're yeah, very down-to-earth. I'm very normal. Am I might not like this, whatever. You're but are just humor- normal. You really are, Kenzie,
1: one in a dozen on the internet. Like, I've never actually met another woman that is as supportive mm-hmm. as you are. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. truly, truly, honestly, yeah. it's very rare to find... You know, Mads and I have clicked with so many people, but you are just, you go above and beyond for the people that you support. It's yeah. just,
0: that is like something I really care about in life. But I think with my humor and like the way I talk sometimes, it comes off in a way that I think contradicts that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yes, that yes, I think I is really kind of what's... So we're allowed know. to be both. Exactly. I be both. And I think yes. something I do want to say is, I think the magic of OK Sis is us together. I don't think it would have been as successful if it was one just
1: one of us. No, yeah. and, and honestly the magic of me and Mads together has been probably one of the biggest, it's gotten Mads out of her shell, first of all, in just, you know, not caring what people think and really taking action over their dreams and imposter syndrome. And then it's helped me come out of my shell that I don't need to hide behind one identity and that I can be the full expression of myself. And even when I like, what I just did here on this podcast was I let the insecurity of that growth and that being in both get to me but at the end of the day like okay sis pushes me to be not the depressed dark right emo girl <laughs> it shows that i have light and joy and silliness and fun in me too because that was never And that who doesn't, i And not and that doesn't
0: make you like intellectually inferior just because yes. you like silliness like i'm sorry <laughs> it's like so stupid right yeah Okay, guys, this has been such a good episode. Oh, um, remember, remember when we didn't know what we were going to talk about? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> We were like, I don't know, and here we are. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. We're doing a swap on OKSIS, so Yay. the conversation will continue. Yeah. Yay. Thanks for coming on, guys. Um, where know. can they find you? You can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts,
1: OKSIS—that's O That's okay and you can follow us on Instagram at OKSYS Podcast.
0: Thanks, sisters. Anyways, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to go listen to OK Sis. Um, I love them. You guys will love them if you don't already. Hope you guys have the best week and I'll talk to you next Thursday.